0: What's up, my good people? It's uh your boy, Jay Pillar checking back in uh, March 2nd, 2020. Uh, I just wanted to touch in and give a shout-out to uh, Ethiopia, Abyssinia. Uh, we do know in world history it is two Ethiopias, one in Africa and uh, another one, I think, in uh, Asia or whatnot. But we're talking about the one in Africa today. Uh, we're giving a shout-out to them. Salute uh, the 1896 Battle of uh, Adwa. King man II, second when he defeated the uh colonial uh european power um italy and won the world wars uh which is another time that a uh so-called black uh, nation uh defeated uh colonial european power so you know this is not even being taught in american schools the continent wise I, I definitely know in, in the united states colonial government is not being taught so uh i definitely want to give a shout out to them um I also want to uh before I get to I want to talk about uh you get a chance check out um uh the black Chicago Museum they're trying to get fourth graders a trip to see the Muhammad Ali uh Center um in Louisville Kentucky so they have a thing going Don- donors choice organization where it says uh Chicago fourth graders learning in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh they say help me give my students an experience of a lifetime by taking them out of the state to Kentucky, Louisville, uh to be inspired by Muhammad Ali and Simmons College. Uh more information at the bottom. Of this telecast, you can link uh and donate to these children. And also if you have anything you want me to telecast about things going on in your community worldwide, let me know because it is a global uh telecast. But today, you know, I was reading um J.A. Rogers book, uh, Facts about Ethiopia. And you know, uh if we celebrate Ethiopia, a lot of fans of the Black Panther movie don't know that a lot of the movie is very uh, symbolic to Ethiopia. You know, Wakanda was never uh, colonized, nor it talked to Ethiopians, Abyssinians, who also called themselves Habashas, Habashas, me if I get that right, I'm sorry, called himself Habashas, uh, said they'd never been colonized, you know? And, you know, so I was reading the book and it was just very interesting because uh, King Menelik. you know, it, it was some civil wars going on in Ethiopia as they were trying to, you know, get back their things in order and as i was reading the book you know uh italy had thought they had fooled ethiopia into a treaty that gave italy power over ethiopia but king Menelik, knowing what they had did to the rest of africa didn't even trust them and so i was reading the excerpt from the book that it says uh italy realized it would mean to her prestige in Europe if she had yielded to this black and as she deemed the barbarous people, replied in her envoy. Menelect with the thought of his country 7,000 years independence flashback. I'm sorry, I'm back up. Envoy. King Herbert could not yield. It would hurt the pride and dignity of his people. This is the Europeans and they can't hold, no Italy, they can't uh, yield. Menelieck Ethiopia responded with the thought of his country's 7,000 years of independence flashback. If you have your dignity, so have we. And then the Empress, Tatu, warrior wife of Menelik, added, You wish to make us your pupils, but that will never be. Your Majesty, said the Italian envoy, this means war. And then Menelik responded, then let it come. We cannot predict, permit our integrity as the oldest, christian nation to be questioned nor the right to govern ourselves in absolute independence so they said men first step was to return the amount of the money he had loaned from italy italy had gave him all these weapons and whatnot and so uh and then it's another part that really interested me when they said um then it goes to say uh another part says a european uh italy governor uh sergeant said um, Crispy made an extensive preparation for the conquest of Ethiopia. His parliament voted 8 million for the war. At the same time, he sent heavy shipment of arms to Masgashcha and all the chief hostiles to Menelec. So that, it gets me because it's like, that's like Chicago gang wars. It's like when you hear about these kids saying they found guns in the alleys and they taking this gun to go fight people who they got beef with right around the corner. That's kind of they really got me too. And then it says, Ellery, already beaten him back three times was cautious about attacking Menelik. However, sent an envoy asking him to yield. Menelik, like how this loss he pledged to fight to the last man rather than surrender. So he's telling, I'm not for the back down. In the crisis, Menelik now showed that statesmanship, which has placed him among the foremost leaders of the modern nations, modern of modern times. Now, black people, both black people in America, you never even heard of King Menelik, have you?" Now here they say he's one of the foremost leaders of modern times. You never heard of really the real King T'Challa, right? He had conquered the greater part of Ethiopia and had reduced the chiefs to his will. Many of them were, were still angry with him. But assembling his messengers, he sent them over, all over the land to all the kings and chiefs, urging them to unite against a foe who was going to take from them forever to keep the arms and ammunition that his estranged brother humber had given him so basically he's talking about Humbert talking about the uh italy forces that was trying to colonize ethiopia and was given both sides um weaponry. okay well let's back that up he says but assembling his messages he sent them over the land to all of the kings and chiefs urging them to unite against a foe who was going to take from them even such measure of independence as they enjoyed under them. They did want to submit to the white man. I'm sorry, listen. Did they want to submit to the white man who had seized and enslaved all the rest of Africa? Now, this is J. Rogers, actually, you know. And so he says that they assembled at barometer. men addressed them in stirring language. Now, this is the men speech that we never hear about in uh, America, United States, North, North South, you know. He says, because this is something I think we ought to deal with as we claim all, all these different sects, he says, which are all the same things. Okay. The men says, whatever be our differences, we can never permit our country, which has maintained its freedom for 70 centuries to be ruled by an outsider. You have seen what the white man has done to the rest of Africa. Do you a proud fighting race? want to be enslaved like the other inhabitants of this continent ethiopia ethiopia has never been conquered and she shall never be as long as she preserves her indomitable spirit ethiopia shall stretch her hand only to god and to smite her enemies now uh the reason i like that is because first of all uh i like how you say our differences which is showing even Malcolm X touched on this before in his uh, speech of uh, mentions to the grassroots, when he said all these different African nations, all these differences that, that they kept pointing out amongst each other, one thing they had in common was the same foe. And so um, here you have Middle say, no matter what difference we have, we don't want to be colonized together under these differences. we rather be free and have these differences. And then it's so beautiful how he points out 70 centuries. What's that? 7,000 years we've been free. Now can, black people in america can you have that mentality when you're saying seven thousand years i've been free you're talking about 200 400 years of enslavement they're talking about thousands of years they look and they look just like you black americans light skinned and dark skin they look just like you and so they're united under the concept that we cannot be ruled and look how they point out that ethiopia is also what one of the world's, older, if not the world's oldest Christian nation, will show you what? That these Europeans are not even really Christians. They're using it as a political financial game for themselves. They don't abide by anything Christian. If they was, why are they hanging people? Mass incarceration. So, you know, um, I think this is, uh, I'm not a religious person. I have no religion, but it's just to show you that, you know, there are stories of black people winning wars even before we got to the 19th century. You can, you can find, if you study, and also, if you're a big fan of the Black Panther movie, you definitely need to um, study this Ethiopian battle and have the Ethiopians never colonized, because you will see Hollywood gave you it's not that fictional as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it, and, and a lot of scholars said that the uh, technology still exists. You know, you think all these new inventions are really new, but if you study history, they're really ancient. Wi-Fi, all that, helicopters, airplanes, people been had this stuff, and they and they left it in stone writing. So uh, today, I just wanted to give a shout out to. Uh, e- uh, Ethiopia, Abyssinia. I got my uh, Abyssinian friends that teach me uh, "Salam uh Salam. Uh, ad- I couldn't get it, but that means uh, greeting. You know what I'm saying? And if um, and even in these words meets my Ethiopia. They'll say words like "Salam" is hello. We we'll show you what the Ethiopia even has connection to Islam, and your family is probably one of the oldest Islamic nations in the world because Ethiopia is right next to Arabia. So, today I just wanted to give a shout out to Ethiopia for that battle. I hope that these uh, teachers definitely get in tune and teaching the kids that yes, black people have, African people have won battles. You know, and even though he says race, we know this is more of a contemporary kind of, when we say black race, right race. We know he means uh, Europeans, modern Europeans and Africans, Moors or so whatnot, because this is still Moorish history. And so we definitely want to. And also, you know, uh, if you get a chance, it's research. You can find that African-Americans, Moorish americans were trying to fight to join Ethiopia in this battle against Italy. Because you will find during these times in the 1900s or early, eight, late 1800s that, you know, we even had sports teams that were calling themselves Ethiopians. So uh, I definitely wanted to touch on that today for, for uh, the community that, that may not be privy to their history. To show that um, you know, we always been fighters. You know, it just wasn't Haiti, you know, it, all over the world we were fighters and we're still fighters. You get a chance, study King Menelik, who also said he's descended of uh Queen of Sheba. and uh King the I. And we talk about the um uh the lost arch, which is still in Abyssinia. I also remember I quoted that it that it, that there's two Ethiopias. So make sure you study that too. But other than that, I wanted to give a shout out uh to my ethiopian family in over over uh, in abyssinia and over here in, in the americas and anywhere she in the world thank you thank you for this image uh love it so you get a chance uh check out the links below and i'll talk to you soon it's your boy jay pillar we winning baby